All right. Well, thank you all for um, joining. And as um, Lucas already mentioned, I am really excited about hearing from you all as well as sharing. And speaking of sharing, um, here's a link to our plan that we started out with um, back on the 13th of, of last month when um, our schools were shut down for the short term. Today, we find out that in Pennsylvania, our schools are shut down for the rest of the year. Um, so we're going to have some fun navigating those waters. Uh, but what I'm really excited about is the same day that we had to make all those decisions. Um, I also received a text from one of our students who was here 10 years ago. Um, and he just said, I want to come back to God. I'm really interested. I have questions. Um, and um, I, I want to know what, what that looks like. And so we've been having some really good conversations uh, during this time. I'm really excited about the continuation of those conversations. So Anna Zare is my name, and I used to be a real teacher in a third and fourth grade classroom back in the good old days here in Northwest Pennsylvania um, in Guys Mills here at Faith Builders Christian School. And our school has 112 students, 65 of whom are elementary, and our students are now on day 17 of learning at home. So I think Lucas posted our plan on the doc, so you can check there. There's a letter I think that Mr. Miller sent to the parents, which will give you some information for how we're, how we're setting up our schooling at home. We do send home packets each week. Our week starts on a Thursday, strangely enough. So this is the beginning of the fourth week for us. So what excites me most about the situation? Well, I'm inspired to see how people are rising to the challenge um, and facing the demands of the changed world that we're living in. I'm thinking about how cheerfully the mothers at our school have taken on their new tasks. So yesterday at our packet pickup, the mom of a six of six children picked up her packets for her three school-aged children. Her oldest is in fourth grade. Her youngest is one week old. You heard that right, one week old. She did not complain. And I see a lot of other people rising to the challenge, other challenges, the challenge of boredom by being creative. And I'm truly inspired to see the, the fortitude and grace and creativity in their responses in these times. And good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Waynesboro, Georgia. And I'm, I'm at school right now. It's a very quiet place. We generally have a lot of noise with 79, 79 students. Um, I serve, serve as high school teacher and administrator here. And uh, we've been missing our students here over the last couple of weeks, but um, we have been maintaining some contact with them and trying to guide their education remotely. And there's, there's quite a few things that I can lament about the situation, but I do see good things as well. And one of those is that our communities are being uh, forced to step back from their frenzied activity and it gives some space for, for rest and reflection. And I'm hopeful that uh, this will result in, in greater energy and, and renewed vision uh, for our churches and schools um, going forward when life can resume um, as, as more normal. As I think about the 
process of educating students, and as Kendall just mentioned, the um, getting back to our vision. That is uh, also an exciting part for me and realizing why do we exist. Now, I should share at the onset that I'm not teaching any classes. Um, I have taught, um, there's one speech class that I'm going to begin teaching later on at the end of this month. But I am uh, simply the head of school, taking care of staff, thinking about the whole picture of the school. And um, so my perspective is much different from um, many of you who are having to do a lot of your teaching um, remotely. Um, so I'll just share that from the onset. The um, thing that really um, is near and dear to my heart and has gotten me very emotional during this time is uh, caring for our staff. And um, it really is a, a burden of mine. And it really is important to me that our staff stay engaged with um, God and with their students and um, be um, aware of what that looks like and it should look like during this time. And I think one way that I've tried to make that um, a reality for um, my staff is to acknowledge that it is a very emotional time. It's a very weird time. It's a very different time. And so it's going to call out creativity in all of us. It's going to mean that we're going to have to look at life differently, et cetera. Um, and one way that that happened is we've been using the Telegram app uh, for communication for a long time among our staff. And um, we discovered that hashtags have been very helpful in, in linking things together. And so part of calling out creativity in our staff was asking them for ideas of how can we stay together and united. And so one of them um, suggested a Bible challenge uh, and invited any of the staff to join them in reading uh, the whole Bible before Easter. Um, so three of our staff have completed that already and some of the rest are still working at completing that. Um, also um, for us, we've also had a stay at home order for quite a while here and we've, um, had our, our staff not being able to gather for prayer, um, which meant that we had to, um, we've have done some now on Zoom, but before that we also used hashtag staff prayer just to share requests and I, um, things that are still heavy on people's minds. Um, and that's been a very helpful thing. Also, um, the daily check-in has been really nice and that's, uh, all of these are optional, but this one, um, it's fun to, to see what, uh, staff are doing at this time. Um, and so sometimes that's walks and sometimes that's um, mowing the grass or some um, thing that they found enjoyable during their face-to-face uh, -face, um, virtual time with their students. Um, and also sharing a song, a way that if there's something that's encouraging us, we can share it um, with the staff in that way. Um, Maybe a different word than joke would have been helpful here, but everything related to COVID-19, we just created a separate Telegram group for, and there's just, it's full of messages, all, all the way from jokes to data, to news articles, to whatever. And that has helped keep our school chat um, clean and um, has moved all the other things to that. The other thing that matters to me a lot is parents during this time. And as already been mentioned, they are the real heroes at this time and we wanna make sure that they're well taken care of. Um, and so we began by um, very shortly after the shutdown, forgiving the tuition for 
the remainder of the um, government shutdown. And since we didn't know the deadline of that at that point, we just simply called it that um, so that parents who may be losing jobs, et cetera, would not have to worry about that. And most of our um, our student population is already on tuition assistance. And so it was not a, a major decision for us. For many of you, that's a much more major decision. And so understand why that's not easily taken care of right away. But um, uh, that's what we chose to do. Um, we even had a parent say they still want to pay, uh, even though they're not here. So that was also a blessing. Um, we also have been sending daily text updates, and we have used um, Sycamore for our texting. Um, and we just share a photo via link, a picture of the letter that our principal writes. Um, and that has been a great way to keep parents updated as it's always changing and, and give them encouragement or um, details, updates on events that need to be canceled, et cetera. Um, so that's been helpful as well as just letting them know that we're here to help. We, as um, Mennonites, have a lot of connections to a lot of really good things, um, such as food, um, as uh, has been needed at this time, as toilet paper. We had a, a great offer, a donation of that. And so we've been able to offer those kinds of things to our parents um, and let them know if you have any needs, please let us know. So that's been tremendous blessing as well. And the third area is students. And this, as I said, is not one that I'm directly connected with, but really fun things that our staff have been doing for them is um, we sent the work for the year home um, after we found out the second week of our shutdown, we realized that this is going to be a long-term thing. We didn't know whether it'd be for the whole year or not, but we just took all the work, work and made sure it got home to them. And then we can work more remotely with them. Um, the Weekly chapel and then um, opportunities for classroom talking uh, during Zoom. We just um, we just did that yesterday for the first time, and it was just a really uh, fun reunion for the students who had not seen their teachers together or their their classmates together since the shutdown, and uh, just really inspired the students to keep working. Had a lot more uh, parent support uh, yesterday because of that, and we're looking forward to doing that twice a week now. Um, and then also um, for scoring, we've had um, students just send us pictures of their work and we are doing the scoring for them, letting them know uh, when they're done. So that's really been helpful. Uh, and then also um, video tutoring with students. Um, and there's been at least one who really needed a lot of that. And there's also been one who needed in person. And so um, we had that student go directly to the teacher's house and it has not been um, in the school building at all since the shutdown, but we've, we've had that and it's been a good connection that's been working um, well there. And then also we use uh, video conferencing for our tests and we just implemented two days ago a story time at three o'clock and that's also been received well. We're excited to see what other creative ideas our teachers have. Thanks, Austin. It's so interesting to hear different perspectives can you give me a thumbs up? Just wanna make sure you can hear me here. Okay, great, thank you. So from an elementary perspective, I do wanna talk about three things that we've been thinking about at our school. And the first thing is what, I think the question we have to keep before us is what do they need to do before next year? 
what they need to do to pass to the next grade. And so everything, everything that that entails is essential. Everything else is non-essential to use some buzzwords from the day. All other requirements need to be stripped away. And so there are a couple limiting factors that we began to discuss as we discussed our elementary students and their learning at home. And one of those is that our curriculum is teacher driven, not textbook dependent. So we couldn't just continue with what we were doing and keep on sending and just send our materials home. We had to sort of toss out our plans and curriculum and set up something new. Secondly, our high school is using Google Classroom and they are fairly dependent on technology. And that means laptops, any devices they have at home are being used by the high school siblings, not the elementary children. So as elementary teachers, we wanted to create packets that did not require internet access and no teacher interaction in some cases. But we also had to think about our mothers like I referenced before, and, and we felt like we wanted our mothers to be present in their students' learning, but we didn't want to require a lot of teaching from our mothers. So we said, what do our students need for next year? they need the three R's. They need to be able to read, write, and do arithmetic. And we need to make our decisions based on that and not on wish, what we wish they could experience or learn. So within those parameters, we decided we would keep learning going in two ways. And the first way is simply pro by providing a lot of review, such as flashcards, having them review their facts. And secondly, we keep learning going by continuing the content at a much slower pace than we would at school. So to summarize, we wanted to focus on the three R's, on independence, and on having them finish up, I didn't say this yet, but having them finish up their work in the morning. We did not want their work to continue into the afternoon. So secondly, um, as a teacher then, it feels like it's important to me to start simple and then to enrich. So I mean that by enrich, I mean I am just starting simple and then adding maybe one enriching activity or dimension to their learning experience each week. Just living in these days does take extra energy and extra thought and you know, all of our routines have been upset and we are less efficient in this time. So we can't do everything we wish we could and that's okay. So the first week I kept it simple, sent my packets home along with checklists for each day so the students could check off the things they completed as did. And this was a similar program to what we used in grades one through six. The second week then, along with the checklist that I sent home, I then sent designed and sent home some reading response journals because my reading curriculum I planned to use was not going to work at home. And then the third week then I finally upgraded to newer technology and began communicating with WhatsApp. So I'm starting to create maybe short little one to two minute videos once or twice a week to, to teach some little pieces of content. And what's next? I don't know. Our first and second grade teacher sends home hands-on crafts and activities that are optional. And I think I maybe would move into that next. But I would suggest we start simple as teachers and then enrich. And thirdly, Communicate. Now that's a big word that encompasses a lot of things, but I was talking about WhatsApp and I'm going to talk a bit more about how we've been using that in elementary and why that's been helpful to us. So our high school students get FaceTime in the Google Classroom video conferencing, but our elementary teachers aren't able to give our elementary students the same kinds of opportunities. And so we elementary teachers have been using our WhatsApp groups and 
and sending in little one to two minute videos like I talked about, doing voice calls, posting pictures, and encouraging them as well to post pictures and questions. We're wanting to motivate them to keep learning. We want to create ways where they can interact with each other, and we want to inspire them. So we're looking in the third idea here of communicate. I'm thinking about how can I communicate in a way that enters in a friendly and helpful way my students' homes because they cannot enter the school right now. So that's an elementary perspective. And over to you, Kendall. Okay, thank you. I really enjoyed hearing what all y'all are doing. I'd like to talk about the, uh, the setup that we have with our staff. We've been, just came under a shelter at home order here in Georgia. And so um, we have been meeting at school as a staff and we have sort of a room set up as kind of a command central. Um, we have six tables set up in a big circle and we teachers do most of our work uh, there at those tables so that we're not all out in different rooms or together um, as a team. And that's been really enjoyable. Um, we don't have our students to interact with, but we have had a lot of interaction as, as teachers through this time. Um, we have regular hours that we are at school, um, usually nine to 12 um, every day. Uh, we come in a little bit earlier on a couple of days. And this is just a good place for teachers to, to share stories with each other, what's happening. Um, we share food, people bring in donuts or muffins and we um, play music some of the time. It's just a good atmosphere. Um, it helps make all the paper shuffling more bearable. Um, and relating to our, our parents and, and students, we've tried to emphasize clarity and simplicity. Um, we wanted our procedures to be as, as clear and as simple as possible. And so we have a checklist per student, per day, and they go through and check off item by item, try to make our directions to be as explicit and specific and clear, um, them to be so clear that it's impossible for them to be misunderstood. Uh, I know that that's not always possible, but that's our goal. And then at the bottom of each page, there's a parent signature where the parents provide, provide accountability for their students um, on a daily basis. And we've tried to listen carefully to parents in terms of how they feel about the workload. We also have tried to keep the pace moving forward academically, but have, have slowed the pace. Um, we have not tried to assign nearly everything. Um, we're given priority to, to math and to English um, for all of our students. And again, like Anna said, trying to ensure that they will be prepared to pass on to the next grade uh, in the next school year. Another idea that I like is to try to coordinate schoolwork uh, with um, academic work. What can they do that will be dual purpose that will advance our academic goals at school and help out in the home and help parents. 
Um, so, for instance, in high school, in Bible class, we, we had a focus on discipleship this year, and we were doing different service projects. And so I've encouraged my students during this time to find service projects at home, uh, the ways to serve their dad and mom and siblings. And then that also serves as their, as their Bible work, in addition to some scripture reading that, that I ask them to do. Things like um, baking and cooking at home are helpful to families and also use skills that are beneficial academically. Um, we've had our students write letters and cards. And there's a lot of opportunity for uh, contacting the elderly um, in our communities and grandparents and great uncles and aunts. Uh, and that's, that's a way they can do, do writing um, that ha really has a purpose. And we've tried to over-communicate with parents uh, that teachers are available. Um, we, we tell them repeatedly, please call us. Please have your child call us if, if there's a question comes up about their work or they have a problem with that they can't solve. Um, some parents are happy to, to um, try to answer those questions themselves, but um, not, not all parents enjoy that as much. And so uh, we've just again and again said, please call us. And our, our students have done that some. And then when it comes interacting with students, again, we try to make our assignments as, as clear as possible. We, we have been videotaping some sessions um, and sharing them on a, as a private YouTube link with our older students. One idea on that is that um, there was, there was a, one of our teachers, actually a fifth and sixth grade teacher, had a particular um, set of things they wanted to review on a daily basis. And so she made a video um, to review that content and shared it. And students can go back and just watch that same video again and again in order to review that content repeatedly throughout this time. And it sort of duplicates what would happen in the classroom where a teacher would perhaps begin class by drilling states and capitals or drilling math facts. And so she uses a video to, to do some of that. We also have been trying to call our students um, on a semi-regular basis to initiate a phone call with them. And, and this does a number of things. I think it's, it's significant for a, a student to have their teacher simply call them up and say, hey, how, how are you doing? Um, how are things going? Um, do you have any questions? Are there any problems that you've run into? Um, is there anything I can help you with? And this, this gives opportunity for a student to share some difficulty that they've, they've encountered without having to initiate the conversation for those that are a little more shy or, or uh, don't like the phone. But it also expresses care uh, to the students and um, just shows them that a teacher hasn't forgotten about them and still is interested in their lives. And I think there's also a, a place for humor and fun during this time. 
um, just a little bit of lightheartedness. Um, in the, uh, the first uh, history lecture that I did uh, for my class, I, um, I did it with this costume and, um, and I, I had a, a goofy hat too that I put on and I pretended to be uh, a displaced person from Italy, uh, Giovanni by name. And um, I was able to communicate what they needed to know in history class and at the same time, give them a little chuckle um, to uh, break up the, uh, their workload. We've also, on, on each of our daily assignment papers, we generally have an optional idea at the bottom of the page and we'll just try to think of something fun or interesting to suggest for them to do uh, on a daily basis. It's not required, they don't have to, but it's just something for something for fun. Um, some ideas there, things like make cookies, go run them out, uh, make a campfire and, and roast marshmallows tonight. So that's been fun to be creative in, in that way. And, and give our students some, some fun ideas along, along the way. Um, one of our teachers made cinnamon rolls one day and sent uh, a cinnamon roll home to each parent uh, or to each child, not the parents, um, when they sent out packets. Um, we're talking about doing a teacher's parade where we would um, get together in all of our cars and parade, parade around to our students' homes and make a lot of noise and wave at them. And um, just, again, bring a, a little lighthearted touch to their, to their day. And I think this, this kind of thing sends a message to our students that things are gonna be okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, we're going through difficult times. We don't know the future. There's um, various health and economic difficulties that we're encountering, but we can still laugh and trust that things will be okay. All right, well, that's uh, been really exciting to hear already. Lots of really good ideas. And um, the question that I would like to answer is, is what is anchoring me at this time? And I know the right answer is always Jesus for, for everything, right? But um, as uh, Kendall had mentioned, it's a great time for us to slow down and to realize um, what life is really about. And um, I wrote out a prayer to God, and I, I encourage anyone who hasn't yet ha taken the time to do so um, to do that. It's a really good opportunity to just tell God how you're feeling about this situation. And it did, it did wonders for me to be able to slow down my own mind and my own heart and say, okay, God, I'm willing to, to live at the speed of grace. And um, I mentioned earlier my student who had um, reached out to me about God and um, about 100 messages into our, our text communication. He mentioned that his mom also wants to follow God and uh, just really exciting to see what all that's going to look like. And um, there was one of our teachers who was trying to encourage their student and that, that student replied with a Bible verse that ended up encouraging all of us staff. Um, and just a reminder that this is um, 
real life. Getting the opportunity to be stuck at home with our families and having the opportunity to um, minister to people who are fearful, hurting, scared, all those things. Um, this is the opportunity to, to live and be um, the church as God intended it to be. And so that's uh, what's anchoring me at, at this point. Um, and my prayer should be available on the dock later this afternoon on my blog, if you would like to, to read that as an example. But it really is a very simple exercise that really means a lot. Over to you, Anna. Thank you, Austin. So first, just a comment. A question I've been asking myself a lot these days is, what are the advantages to learning at home? What could our students do at home that is hard to, for us to have them do at school, but we wish they could do. And I think Kendall gave some great examples of this. So I'm asking myself that question and trying to find ways to inspire them along these lines. So for example, I've been telling my students about Google Lens, which is a, a feature on Google Photos. And so um, I'm hoping that they'll go on more nature walks than they may, might be doing if we were at school. So what are the advantages to learning at home? I think it's a, a key question we need to keep asking ourselves these days. Uh, what's anchoring me? I would say walks in the sunshine, noticing the good things that remain, and just the, reminding myself that God saw this coming. We did not, but God saw it coming, and we're not alone. God is with us. Thank you. Um, a thought that has been important to me uh, during this time is that uh, even though uh, the airwaves are dominated by news about the pandemic and conversations inevitably revolve around around that it's can be easy to start thinking that that pandemic is the is the biggest show in town it's the biggest thing that's going on right now uh, when in reality um, as a Christian with as a faith, I can see that there's there's actually something much bigger going on than the health and economic crisis that we're facing right here in this particular point in history. Um, what God is doing around us, in us and around us, in our communities, is much bigger and of much greater import than what the coronavirus is doing. And, and so I think um, our desire to see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven, gives us forward momentum and focus and purpose through this crisis. Thank you all for sharing. At this point, it's a good time for you to share any questions that you have. I can go ahead and answer Craig's uh, question about the um, scoring via picture. Um, that is definitely a, a workload, uh, but we have been blessed to have some support staff that um, don't have homerooms right now. And so we have delegated some of that um, scoring among the support staff. Um, the other question about achievement testing, um, we were um, planning to schedule that in May, hopefully if we got reopened. And now as of today, we're not reopened again. So planning to skip it. All right, that brings us almost to the end of the meeting. And thank you all for your participation. Um, I'm wondering if, if Titus, are you still here? I wonder if I could ask you to close the meeting in prayer. Okay, let's pray. Uh, Father, just thank you for this time we've had together. And I just pray a special blessing on all the schools that are involved here and represented here as they face this time. God, I just pray that you would give leaders wisdom, teachers wisdom, 
especially the parents of our students' wisdom as they encounter um, each day. And I pray, God, that through all of this, you'd be glorified and that we could see um, just the, the positives that can come out of this experience, too. We just thank you for the way you've walked with us so far and ask that you would continue granting us uh, safety and direction. In Jesus' name, amen. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.